Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And first things first, big apologies for not delivering a podcast last week. If you saw my Instagram post, you know that it was a crazy week. I leased a car with my fiance. We're finalizing lots of things for our wedding, which is coming in three weeks. Lots to do. I don't think you really know what goes into getting married until you actually get married, which is what I'm learning. There's always something else. So with that said, I do want to mention that my calendar is closed for May. I'm not doing any readings because we are getting married and going on our honeymoon. I intend to bring you the Astrocast every week, and I intend to continue to post on Instagram and bring you your moon scopes. We did a little experiment on Instagram last week or the week before where we did a moon scope every day that took a lot more energy and time than I anticipated. So instead of doing a daily moon scope, horoscope, I'm doing one every two to three days when the moon changes signs. So stay tuned for that. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can follow me there. And some people have said that they want that in the text community. So if you want that in the text community, let me know and I can start sending those out by text. So there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people feeling stressed, overwhelmed, stuck. These are some of the adjectives I'm hearing from my clients and friends and those of you that are writing to me on Instagram or on text. So we are riding the waves of the emotion ocean. So last week was really intense for me emotionally. And whenever you change something in your life, there is a loss. And I don't think we spend enough time talking about how change, even when it's welcomes, even when it is good change, is intense and stressful and sad in some ways, because when you choose one thing, you're not choosing another. And I don't think we give that enough airtime, you know? So this moment, we have Mars went into Cancer last Friday. He is there until June 12th. Mars is, it's not his favorite place to hang out. Let's just say that. It can make us all a little bit passive aggressive. It can bring up some old hurts and some old trauma and give it new heat, if you will. It can make us moody. It can make our mood change with the moon cycle. So cancers are ruled by the moon, which is why they get a bad rap for being moody because the moon changes signs every two to three days. So their energetic way of feeling is changing every two to three days. And so when Mars is in cancer, one of my favorite astrologers, Ann Ortley, she says, when Mars is in cancer, we all get to experience what life is like as a cancer. So we are being pulled side to side in various directions by the moon. Every two to three days when that moon changes signs, how we feel about things is shifting. 
So one good thing to note, if you feel really overwhelmed, stressed, or under a lot of intense pressure on Monday, by Wednesday night, you probably won't feel that way. So that's the good thing about being ruled by the moon. It also is a time, Mars and Cancer, when we are motivated to clean up our home stuff, whether that has to do with your interpersonal relations with your family, with communication amongst your family, or just your physical home where you're living. So that is a place to put some energy. You know, Cancer not only rules the family you live with, but it's also your lineage and your ancestry. So I've been thinking about this Mars and Cancer vibration that we will have with us until June 12th. And this weekend, I went to see my soon-to-be in-laws, and we had dinner, and they told us a lot about the family history. And we've talked a little bit about before, but they really wanted to pull out the pictures and show us lots of old pictures of, you know, great-great-grandfathers and that kind of thing. So there is more of an interest in your lineage, in your ancestry when Mars is in Cancer. There's a motivation to dive into that. A lot of people believe that we house the trauma of our ancestors in our body, in our tissues. And whether you believe that or not, whether it's energetic or physical, where we come from is something that has an impact on us, on our emotional patterns, on the way we live, how we were raised, of course, but even things that happened before we were born, whether they happen to our parents or our parents' parents and so on. So this is a time, Mars and Cancer, every two years he comes and visits all the signs. So he hasn't been here for a couple of years. So this is a good time to get into some of that stuff, to get into some of that family history, to talk to the people in your family that maybe you haven't talked to in a long time. Again, really emotional stuff. You know, cancer is an emotional sign. It's an emotional sign, but it's not a sign that necessarily expresses its emotions. But we have Mercury and Venus in Taurus, and they're working together. They're pretty close together in the sky. So Taurus, not the most communicative. It's not like having it in Libra or Gemini, but definitely can help you be discerning in taking in that information. So with Venus in Taurus and Mars in Cancer, the two planets are relating to other people. They have a distinctly feminine vibe because Cancer is ruled by the moon, represents the divine feminine. Taurus is ruled by Venus. She's in one of her signs of rulership. And so there is an essence of receiving right now. So when we have the planets in feminine signs, then we are in a moment of receiving versus pushing energy out. We all have masculine and feminine energy within us. And when the planets are in the signs that we associate with masculine energy, it is more about pushing energy outward. And when the planets are in signs that we associate with feminine energy, it's more yin energy. It's about receiving and pulling inward. 
And so right now with Mars and Cancer and Venus in Taurus, there is a sense of wanting to pull energy in versus pushing it out. And that means that you have to get really good with that circle of generosity and the receiving portion, which for many women, ironically, is really challenging. We're not good at receiving compliments. We're not good at receiving money for our hard work, receiving equal energy. That is something that often women will put off. They will say, oh no, I don't look great. What are you talking about? Or, oh no, you don't have to pay me for that. So this is a moment where we all have to get good at receiving. We have to open ourselves up to being complimented, open up yourself to receiving the money. It's not about needing. It's about nourishment and nurturing. And that is really what we're learning from this Cancer Taurus moment that we're having. So everyone is answering to either Venus or Saturn in the sky right now. So for many months, we had everybody reporting into Saturn. We talked about that. But now they're reporting into Venus and Saturn. So there is a lot of this playing into the Saturn Uranus square right now. So the defining transit of the year, you may recall from previous podcasts, is the Saturn Uranus square. Squares are conflict. They prompt action. They make things challenging. They make it untenable for you to continue as is. You have to make a change. Saturn likes to um, build things that are long lasting. And so sometimes he has trouble releasing the old ways of doing things. Uranus is the change maker. He likes to shake stuff up. Now, Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius, which is the sign of futuristic thinking. So he is actually thinking, yeah, let's create a good system that's going to last a really long time. Let's make something new. I'm, I'm down for that. Uranus is interestingly, in a very uncomfortable position of being in Taurus. And Taurus is like, I like to hold on tight. I don't want to let go. I like my comforts. I like to do things the way I like to do them. So Uranus is here for a few years. It's an eight-year journey for him. So it's not like we just got there and he's just all of a sudden uncomfortable. He's been uncomfortable for about three years. So this year is the year where that discomfort becomes untenable and we have to make a change. So Uranus is shaking things up in the sign that is the earthiest of the earth signs where things go to stand still. So when Taurus season comes, we all like to stand still and smell the flowers and take a pause. And Uranus never wants to stand still. So he really does want to shake things up in the sign of Taurus over this eight-year journey, and we're only three years in. But this is the only time that we'll have this Saturn square to Uranus while Saturn is in Aquarius. So this is pretty interesting stuff, okay? So this is really a year where we're building a new foundation. So last year, we kind of burned it all down with the Pluto-Saturn conjunction in Capricorn. This year, we are taking the brave step to do something differently. And in doing something differently, we're building a new foundation. We're building new structures for our lives because Saturn really likes to build the structures that support us. So this change has been brewing for a while. But your words, your relationships, your actions are catching up to the change that's been brewing. 
and all of the energy in Taurus, we have the sun, Mercury, Venus, and Uranus all in Taurus. So all this Taurus energy is really making it real, is really making the change tangible. And that's why people are feeling so stuck right now because the Taurus energy wants so desperately to grip to the way it is, but we're being shaken out of our comfort zone. So there is a huge push pull right now between I want to go forward. I want to make the change, but I am so scared to leave the comfort that I'm in right now. And so you're even seeing this here in the States. We have this whole thing going on with people being anxious to leave their house now that they're vaccinated and people are having social anxiety. And it really is tiring and stressful to be with other human beings and make eye contact and be in each other's physical presence after spending so many months at home only with your immediate family. And I know for some of us, we had a little bit more interaction than others, but by and large, people are jumping back into pre-pandemic social life and realizing how tiring that is for them. So you might be like, yes, I want the change. I want to go back out to dinner. I want to see people. I want to have happy hour drinks. But you're also really attached to the comfort of being home, being in bed early, all the things that you've come to know the past year. And so that's a small example of how this energy might be playing out for you. Now, those of us like myself have really big changes happening, getting married, getting divorced, having children, changing jobs. Someone I spoke to today said how she she started a job. She was only there for a couple of weeks and quickly realized that it wasn't the right fit and she had to leave. That was super unexpected. Uranus brings the unexpected surprises that we didn't see coming. So this year is really about allowing yourself to receive the changes, allowing yourself to plan, do the work. Saturn wants you to do the work but be open and curious as to how you will have to pivot because Uranus is really teaching us to be flexible and to think on our feet and to not be so rigid and not to grip so tight to what is or what was. So if you are feeling stuck, how can you pull back, be less rigid, find a way to pivot, Find some place in the situation to feel a little bit flexible, to feel a little spacious because Uranus is about liberation and we want freedom. We want to break free when Uranus is involved. So all of this stress that you might feel that you're being put under right now, the stress is there to really help you break free from the confines or the restriction that you may or may not know that you've been putting on yourself or that someone else has been putting on you. Now, a great segue to Pluto. Pluto is stationing to retrograde this week on Tuesday. Now, Pluto is a planet that deals with power and control issues. So when we're talking Pluto, we might be talking about the power somebody else is exerting on you. It might be the power that you hold over someone else. It might be your control issues, having to be in charge. 
It might have to do with your resources. Pluto rules our shared resources, joint resources with others, the resources we have, and also the resources we want. Pluto rules power. It's not only the power you have, he's helping you be empowered, but he's also helps you navigate the really murky parts of envy. When I think Pluto, there is an essence of envy and the low vibration of a Pluto transit. And so Sometimes you're dealing with other people's envy. Sometimes you're dealing with your own. Pluto rules the things that are below the surface that we don't really want to look at. So I always give an example that when we're talking about Neptune or Pisces, we're talking about the subconscious, the stuff we don't know is there. We can't see it. We can't feel it. Pluto and Scorpio rules the stuff that we know is there, but we don't want to deal with it. We've buried it at the back of the hall closet that we never go into so that we won't look at it. And so when Pluto stations, which happens twice a year because he spends about half the year retrograde, those things are brought into the light. So all of a sudden you have to go into that hall closet that you never use. You have to turn on the light and you got to look for something And you're going to see some other stuff that you put back there because you didn't want to look at it. And that's kind of how Pluto works. It's the stuff we got to deal with, but we just don't want to. And so you might have some stuff coming up this week that the universe is saying, hey, got to deal with that. I know you don't want to, but that's what happens with Pluto stations because Pluto stationing is really when we feel him most intensely because he is so far away from us. Now, Pluto spends half the year retrograde, as I mentioned. So half of us are born with Pluto retrograde. So for those of us, you, like me, might have Pluto retrograde in your natal chart, in which case you might feel better when Pluto is retrograde because that might be the time of year when things feel normal to you. If you have Pluto direct in your chart, this will be the time where it feels a little off. And here's the thing. We all have our own natal chart and we all have our own experience of the planet. So some people, they have Mercury retrograde in their chart. Mercury retrogrades frequently, three to four times a year. So people who have Mercury retrograde in their chart, they often feel like things are normal when Mercury is retrograde. And the rest of us feel like the world is falling apart. Not really. I mean, I'm being dramatic because people really are dramatic about Mercury retrograde. I'm personally not dramatic about it, but people on Instagram are very dramatic about it, as I'm sure you know. So it's not to be feared. It's actually helpful. And we've got one coming at the end of May, but don't worry. It's a good thing. It helps us slow down and look at things a little more carefully. But anyway, back to this week, you might be feeling that Pluto station, which is another reason you might be feeling a little stuck, a little down, a little heavy. So as I mentioned, Mars is in Cancer. And as the moon moves every two to three days, because Mars is in Cancer, which is a sign ruled by the moon, our motivation and our will and our drive and our determination is really shifting every two to three days. So paying attention to the moon right now is really important. I noticed last week when the moon was in Leo, it creates a T-square every month when the moon goes to Leo and creates a T-square with that Saturn Uranus square. And things felt really heavy and intense last week when the moon was in Leo. Now, the same thing happens when the moon goes into Scorpio. And when the moon goes into Scorpio every month, we have another T-square with Saturn-Uranus square. 
So this month, the moon in Scorpio is full. So on Monday night at 1132 p.m., we have a full moon in Scorpio. That means that in this full moon chart, you have Pluto stationing to retrograde. You've got the T-square with Saturn and Uranus. And there is a drive to push you to take action and to build something because Taurus really wants to build something long lasting. Saturn wants to build something long lasting. Uranus just wants you to do something new. T-squares are a push to take an action in some sense. Scorpio full moons are always about releasing. Now, full moons in general are about releasing, but Pluto and Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto in modern astrology, co-ruled by Mars, it's about releasing. It rules the bowels. So that gives you an image, right? Releasing all of the stuff that you no longer need. Your body has absorbed the good stuff. You're releasing the bad stuff. And so that's what this full moon is about. It's releasing the bad stuff that's just blocking you, that's just making you feel not good, that's making you feel sick. Maybe it's emotionally toxic. Maybe it's that envy that I mentioned. Maybe it's just feeling like someone is exerting their control over you. Maybe it's your control issues that are just making your life untenable. This is a full moon to release it. And as I look out my window, I see half of the full moon peeking from behind a New York high rise, which is beautiful. This full moon has been really striking last night and tonight. So this is a full moon that is potent. This is a full moon that will give you a great opportunity to release something that's just not working for you anymore. And even worse, might be toxic for you. I've been doing this thing with my full moon rituals or and my new moon ones where I write an anchor statement. I go through some journal prompts. I ask myself some questions. We do this in online yoga club. So if you want to do this with me, you can join online yoga club. And then on the new moon and the full moon each month, we do a restorative yoga practice a meditation and some journal prompts. And we set an intention with the moon. So this time, this month, this full moon, we finish with this anchor statement. And I've been using these anchor statements to anchor my ritual, to anchor my journaling. And the anchor statement I used this month is thank you universe for giving me the strength to stop blank so I can grow blank. Thank you universe for giving me the strength to stop blank so I can grow blank. This full moon really brings into my mind the image of pruning. So I'm not a gardener, but I understand the principle that you prune your plants so that all of the energy that the plant has goes toward bearing the fruit. And if you don't prune, the plant is spending its energy in lots of places where fruit may not come. So you have to prune if you want to have lovely tomatoes or roses or whatever you're planting. Again, I'm not a gardener, but that's what I understand about the process of pruning. Taurus is the earthiest earth sign. It likes to grow things that are long lasting that will be with us for a long time. Scorpio rules release, but it's not release that comes easy. It is release that is hard fought for. But the idea of pruning is really 
perfect for this full moon because I want you to think about where am I spinning my wheels? Where am I putting my energy where it's not bearing fruit? And if I took that energy and I put it towards something else, what would that something else look like? What's the something else that I want to grow? And if there's a place where you're spending energy, whether it's on feeling envy or controlling all the things or focusing on a past relationship that just is not coming back, all those places that you might be spending, wasting energy, I want you to think about where you could put that energy and what fruit could you bear if you put that energy elsewhere, if you pruned it. So this is a good full moon to do a ritual to release that old toxic stuff that might be holding you back. You might be considering your relationships. You might be considering your resources. This full moon comes with Chiron and Saturn in a nice harmonious chat. So you have support when it comes to adjusting and healing so that you can move forward. That's important. The other thing when we talk about Pluto stationing retrograde and Scorpio ruled by Pluto and Taurus, Taurus and Scorpio both are very attached to what they believe is theirs. Taurus, it's more material possession. Scorpio, it might be people or power. So this is a good moment, like the Yoga Sutras, Sutra 112, it talks about this idea of practicing your meditation, your yoga practice earnestly without being attached to the results. And in my language, I would put that as fall in love with the process, fall in love with the journey, and don't be so concerned with the result. Pay attention to how you feel on the journey. In other words, we often get really attached because of this idea of sunk cost fallacy. You put money in, you put energy in, you put time in. So you feel like you have to stick with it until you get some result. But sometimes pruning means that you say, it's okay. I put in my time, my energy, put in some money and I didn't get what I thought out of it, but that's okay. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to shift those resources elsewhere. And this might be a full moon where you decide to do that in some place in your life. As we move on through the week, we have Mercury in a sextile with Neptune. So I have to say this, I think the early part of the week is going to be a lot more challenging with this Scorpio full moon because this Scorpio full moon is heavy and it's playing into the T-square with Saturn and Uranus. I think the latter part of the week is going to be a lot lighter and a lot more fun. So Mercury sextile Neptune on Thursday, that is an awesome transit for feeling emotionally sensitive to others, connecting with others, letting your imagination run free. On Sunday, we have Mercury trine Pluto. That is great for mental clarity and focus and discernment. So there's a lot of power in your mind this week. The sun is going to conjunct Uranus as well. That can bring excitement. It can bring a desire to break free because remember Uranus is the planet of liberation. So that sun conjunct Uranus in between Mercury talking to Neptune 
and then Mercury talking to Pluto, your mind might be really illuminated and you might be really excited to break free of something that's been restraining you. So take your full moon ritual, whatever you're releasing, and really work with it on Friday because you're going to have a desire to break free. You're going to have a desire to change things up. On Sunday, along with Mercury trining Pluto, we'll have Venus sextiling Neptune. And that, similar to Mercury a few days prior, can make you feel really creative and imaginative. With Venus, it makes us want to lose ourselves either in something sensual and pleasurable. It might be in your relationship. It might be in a creative project. It might be just turning off your phone for the day and doing some self-care. You're going to be very sensitive to other people's needs on Sunday when Venus sextiles Neptune. So if that is overwhelming to you, then you might want to shut off the phone. If you feel like you have capacity, it's a great day to relate to other people. We're having a really concentrated experience of the defining transit of 2021 this week with the full moon activating that Uranus Saturn square. It's like this feeling of your safety net or your nest egg being messed with, with Uranus and Taurus because Taurus rules or possessions or material possessions or money. And Saturn is really yearning to build something for the future. And so for some reason, when I was writing up my notes for this week's Essential Astrocast, I was thinking about that episode of Sex in the City that you may have seen, where she goes and does the trapeze. And she has to release to do the catch to allow the trapeze man to catch her and she masters the flying through the air but she can't release to allow him to catch her and I was thinking about that because it's such a great metaphor for how we're feeling we are in a position where there's lots of good stuff happening and we want to receive it but we just can't let ourselves let go of where we are so that we can receive the next thing. So this week is a little bit of a push with this full moon to really let go so that you can allow yourself to be caught. And that's really scary. So I don't blame you if you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Because first of all, I would never be on a trapeze because my moon's in Virgo and I am very into my physical safety, but I like the metaphor because I think emotionally, psychologically, we're all experiencing that right now. We have to let go of where we are or what was so that we can allow ourselves to receive what's next. And last reminder, early in the week, a little tough, but late in the week, it's going to be a little nicer. The weekend will be nice. The full moon can make everybody a little bit stubborn. So if you do have challenging conversation or some tension with your partner, your family, or your friends, table it and pick it up later in the week because everyone's going to really dig their heels in on Monday, Tuesday. Okay. 
Have a wonderful week. I hope you're doing well. Please let me know. Come on over to Instagram and DM me. Come on over and text me. You can join my text community. All you have to do is text 917-540-3401. You can text I'm in and I'll be there and I'll be the one texting you back. And then every few days, I'll let you know what the moon is up to. And if you want those moon scopes every two to three days on text, let me know and I'll start doing that. My thing with the text is I don't want to text people too much. I don't want them to feel like it's overwhelming, but it seems like a lot of you do want the moon scopes via text. So I'm happy to make that available if it is what you indeed want. So I will see you there. I'll see you on Instagram throughout the week. And thank you for your patience with no podcast last week. I hope to be able to show up and deliver for the rest of our time together, however long that is, but certainly for the next month. And forgive me in advance if there is a week or two that I do miss because my life is a little crazy right now but in the best way. So I am trying to release and allow myself to be caught by the trapeze man. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.